What's up, EOB Mafia? It's Jason, and just wanted to let you know what you're about to experience today in this bonus clip. Back on episode 141, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Lakanya Murray, and Lakanya and I had a phenomenal conversation about overcoming self-limiting beliefs. So if you haven't had a chance to check out that episode, it is all the way live. Jump back. Episode 141 is ready, teed up, and waiting for you. Now, Lakanya is an IP attorney, and I felt that it made complete sense to pick her brain a little bit so we could share some information to make sure you have your legal ducks in a row. Now, of course, this clip isn't going to cover everything, but Lakanya does provide some great advice so you can make sure you're on the right path. So take a few minutes to consume this great information from Lakanya Murray, and I'll see you on the other side. As we're approaching our time today, I mm-hmm. want to shift our focus so we can talk okay. a little bit about the legal side and tap into everything that you know about building your brand legally. So this is honestly the first opportunity I've had to tackle this subject here on the show. So very excited to make sure the EOB Mafia has all their ducks in a row when it comes to launching their brand or if their brand is already off the ground, making sure they're following suit and not getting themselves into trouble. So what do you feel is the most important thing an entrepreneur needs to know when they're first getting their brand off the ground? I think no matter what business that you have, you should know what legal pitfalls are out there and they will vary from, you know, depending on what type of business you have. But I always tell people a 30 minute consultation in the beginning, before you launch anything, before you hire anybody, before you give out any money, can save you so much money, so much time and sleep because you know where you stand legally. You want to know things like what are trademarks? What are copyrights? I'm thinking about starting a podcast. What do I need to know as I'm entering into podcasting from a legal standpoint? You know, And I'll tell you things like, You need to make sure that you have a name that's not infringing on someone else's. You need to make sure that if you're working with a third party that is doing your graphics, that you have a contract that lets you own the rights to that graphic because they legally will own it. I will tell you to have contracts, um, not just for those people, but for your guests in case something happens and they want to sue you for defamation or libel because of the content that's on the podcast. And, you know, they would have one position and then they changed it. And now it's like, oh, you're making me look bad. Oh, well, here's our contract that says that we're good, that I can use your likeness. So it just, that that very initial consultation is such a great investment. Like you don't have to spend hours on the internet searching because more likely, more than likely, you do not even know what you're searching for. Um, And I get that a lot. They're like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't think about that. Really? Oh, well, I mean, 30 minutes. Like, why would you spend hours Googling when you can just have a 30 minute consultation and get everything? That's what I would stand out. That's what I would say as far as like the number one thing. Do that consultation. Just see what you need for your brand or business. Get specific advice for your brand. I will vouch. I did that and was fortunate enough to have connections with a couple lawyers who I was able to talk to and get some feedback. I wasn't Mm -hmm. doing anything extraordinary. So it was able, they were able to give me some guidance and it was extremely helpful. One thing I'll add to the podcasting side, 
music is huge. Make sure that you're not using copyrighted music. Just want to throw that out there as something that can yes. completely derail a podcast in two seconds. It really can. And if we go back to that, you know, working with third parties, a lot of times people will have someone write their theme song for them or perform that piece for them. Make sure you have the right paperwork in place so that you can own that. Because when it comes to copyrights, the person that brings the idea to life is the person that owns it. So if we don't care about the money, I always, I don't know why I compare it to dating. It's like you take someone out on a date and you're like, hey, I paid for dinner. So now you're mine. It's like, that's not how that works. Yes, you paid me for this drawing, but it doesn't mean that you let you own the rights to it, you know? So just that's the biggest, that is one of the biggest things for creative that I want them to know. So whether it is the music, the graphics, Sometimes you will have someone, if you have, and this is for bloggers, if you have someone do like guest content or a ghost writer, make sure you own the rights to that stuff. Phenomenal advice. So let's flip the script to some degree. Mm-hmm. I think we've covered it in more of a positive fashion, but in your experience, what are some of the common mistakes that you're seeing entrepreneurs make when they get their brand started and even as they are more seasoned and have things rolling? Oh man, and it's a bigger problem now because more people are, they know what trademarks are. So more people are getting trademarks, but you also have a lot of people who are not getting trademarks. And even if you don't register your trademark, what they're not doing is doing a trademark search to make sure the name is clear before they move forward. So then you're building a brand on a name that you can't even use. Because when you come to me, I have to tell you to rebrand and it breaks my heart. Or (laughs) in some cases, this is another big one. You see a brand that's doing so well and you're like, yes, we're going to do a something similar, but not the same. So in the case of Coachella, great music festival, right? So then you have things like Baby Cella. There was some other one. Afro Cella sticks out because they actually had to file a cease and desist on afro cello um and that cello part because you see it's so popular like oh i'm just going to change this small part of it and i'm gonna make it but i'm gonna do the same thing but i'm gonna make it mine and that's not how trademarks work so you don't understand people don't understand how trademarks work that they protect not just same but also similar or you see somebody that has a name and it's spelled maybe it's like dreams right? With an S and you're like, oh man, they have that one. So I'm going to do, take the S off and put a Z. Z, No, it don't work that way. Like (laughs) it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. So before you invest in branding, make sure you have something that can be branded. Stop spending thousands and thousands of dollars on logos and colors and fonts and marketing material on something that you don't own and cannot own. I'm coming off of my soapbox now. (laughs) It's a good soapbox to stand on. I feel, and this is my personal opinion, I enjoy the pursuit of originality. And in some some cases, that can be incredibly frustrating and take a lot of time because you think, I I mean, I'll never forget this. I was at the gym, I was on the treadmill, and it hit me. I had been trying to come up with a name for, I believe it was for a product, and I just, it hit me. I'm like, there it is. 
got done with my workout and pull up Google and nothing came up. I'm like, there it is. Got it. We're ready to run. And I remember what it was. It was when I landed on my new brand name recently. One of the original thoughts in the brainstorming process as it came up, I got home. I was so fired up and just gung ho, like everything was just hitting me. And then I re-Googled it. And for whatever reason, that Google search on my phone was not the same as what was on my computer. And the brand was staring at me. Result number one, somebody already had it. And I just said, God damn. Well, yes. all right, it's time to move on. Because what Absolutely. are you going to do? I mean, clearly there was some, this this name resonated with me so strongly. It, it's good. Something had to have been somebody else's idea too. So it can be more difficult to get to that point. But when you stumble upon something original, it's yours. And it's yours. You don't run into these types of issues down the road to where you're slightly knocking off something that already exists that could just potentially mm -hmm. lead to headaches that you don't need. And you have so many opportunities when you own the brand. Like, think about licensing. I always tell people the NFL is not in the business of printing jerseys. They don't do that. But they license their trademarks out to manufacturers who are. So now they're making money off these jerseys without having to do all the heavy lifting. Yeah. And the same thing with, like, podcasting. And There's um, someone she does. Her name is Mimi G. She does sewing. She teaches sewing classes and she has a deal with Simplicity. They're a pattern company where her face and things are on their packaging. She licensed that. Mm -hmm. And now they're making, she doesn't have to put the everything together. They do that. It's great. It's off subject, but I know one of my biggest regrets to this day is not purchasing the names of every sports franchise as a domain name back when I was a kid. I had, I had, I remember, I remember I, I knew I was probably a fleeting thought when I was younger, when mm -hmm. the internet became a thing, but you think about it, if you owned all of those domain names, when those sports wanted to have their own team websites and they came knocking, you <laughs> asked for a pretty penny. I'm sure somebody did. Oh, well, like I said, kind of off subject, but at the same time, you're right. I feel like going back to that thought of originality, it gives you so much room for space and for growth and you can expand mm -hmm. upon that idea if you're mimicking something else now i'm not saying that other people aren't going to be doing what you're doing but if you're taking their name it really puts you in a box on what you can accomplish and mm -hmm. can stifle that creativity and really if that's at the core of your brand that's going to put you in a tough spot Absolutely. And you need that originality because like you said, people are going to be doing what you like. Do you know how many lawyers there are? <laughs> Do you know how many <laughs> trademark attorneys there are? Right? right. And so by having that unique presence, that's going to help you stand out in a market that may be saturated. And when we talk about trademarks, I want to tell you that we're not just talking about names. We're talking about names. We're talking about logos. We're talking about your slogan. We're talking about colors. Think about when you see the, you, a brown delivery truck come down the street, you know that it's UPS. Right. right. Because of the branding. If someone, if you, if you were to give your significant other a blue box, like that specific blue, like, she'll be, oh, that's because she thinks it's Tiffany. Right. Mm -hmm. Because of that shade of blue, because trademarks also protect colors. They protect sounds. The, the doughboy from Pillsbury that giggles. I won't do it for you, but that that sound is protected by trademarks, even smells. So you have the opportunity to build this brand that reaches people on a, on sensory levels, right? Take advantage of it. Take advantage yeah. of standing out. But I tell you, there's so much space that like they say 
doing more, like you're always going to have room doing more. Like it's not crowded up there because so many people are so comfortable with just doing the bare minimum or just what it takes. If you just do a little more, you will stand out. So there you have it. That's some quick legal advice from the one and only LaConya Murray. Again, if you haven't checked out our full conversation on self-limiting beliefs, jump back in the archives and do so today. LaConya's advice here in this segment is a great starting off point and making sure you have your legal ducks in a row so you can avoid a lot of those headaches that you may face down the road, incredibly important. So if you've got something from this today, please recommend it to one person in your circle so they can feel the impact as well. So that's going to wrap up today's bonus segment of Evolution of Brand. I look forward to connecting with you once again when episode 143 goes live in the very near future. Until then, jump back in the archives, check out everything you may have missed or would love to relive. And until our paths cross again, this is Jason Sircone on Evolution of Brand reminding you to never stop evolving.